Welcome, everybody, to the IBN. I was about to call it the backdoor cover. It's been a long day. Welcome <laughs> to the NFL Recap Show. Uh, I'm your host, IBS Jesus. And with me is Joe the Brain Matts, who at this point has no team he can affiliate with. Therefore, he is a free agent. I'm going to allow you to claim a team that is not the Kansas City Chiefs. Go. I mean, the team I'm rooting for is the Bengals. Do I do I think it goes past maybe one more game? No, I do not. But that, that's the team I'm rooting for. The Bengals. Is it because their quarterback's name is Joe? I mean, it never hurts. <laughs> really, cliche. didn't work out for me for my my coach, but it might work. We'll see if we get a GM named Joe in this uh, next couple of days. And I, I, yeah, I'm in on Burrow. He's my guy. Start of the season, I said he was the young quarterback I would take out of all of the guys younger than Mahomes. So I'm I'm sticking with him. Um, when I think of Joe's, if I could put Joe's into a um, into a visual, Joe Judge is what I think of all <laughs> Except for Joe Montana and Burrow, they seem to be uh, the apex. They're, they're different Joe's. You guys are, matter of fact, they're more Joseph's. You guys are Joe's. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Joe, uh, Bengals defeated the Las Vegas Raiders. Um 2619. I I I mean, if there was thoughts, I mean, this was the start of what seemed to be consistent head scratching officiating. Yeah. Um not surprising since this is a Jerome Bogers crew. I know I saw multiple people I follow on Twitter for football mention that that like sources were like Big surprise. <laughs> you hear the ladies, man. You know it's going to be a rough called game. But sadly, this was probably our most consistently competitive game of the week. And yeah, it really didn't get better from here, depressingly. Yeah, you know, hindsight, looking back at all the other games, um, aside from the Niners game, yeah, this was the only one that was yeah. relatively close. Uh, Bengals, Bengals just, I mean, they just did enough to win. Um, I felt like it should have been, they should have won by significantly more considering the turnovers that they got early in the short field. But much like the Niners, which we'll, I'll get to that later, they just settled for field goals. And I, I am adamant that you just cannot have that mentality like as a as a play call again obviously they won but going into next week when you get a turnover inside your 20 you can't you can't expect to get three points and think you're still going to win the game it's just not going to happen yeah i mean I, i wasn't too surprised the way this game played out i thought the Bengals were the better team but it didn't feel like this team was just going to come in and blow them out, even though, like you said, if they make a couple different plays, if maybe they're a little more aggressive when they get those turnovers, this turns into a route. But, I mean, this Raiders team, like they did all year, they hung around, but, you know, they'd won four straight one-possession games. At some point, your your luck's going to run out, and that's what happened here. I mean, you know, they got down to it at the end. They had the chance, but... You know, Derek Carr, as as good as he's been this year, probably his best season since that year where he was getting MVP hype that he didn't really deserve. But 
Derek Carr in the clutch versus Joe Burrow in the clutch. It played out the way you expect. Yeah, yeah Carr just, just – uh... Got a little too ahead of himself on that pass. Um, I feel like that was a situation where you could could live to fight another day. I think they had enough time for another play if he just kind of done something else with the ball besides throw it to. Well, that that yeah. one was actually on fourth down, so he didn't have okay. much choice. Right. Yeah. Although right. the the part that I thought was classic car was if the if Zay Jones had caught that pass, it's not a hundred percent he would have gotten it into the end zone. And it was fourth and goal. So I felt like that was a, a solid summation of who Derek Carr is as well. Yeah. I think my issue, because I'm having a hard time um, recalling the game, but I really, I think my issue might have been like the sequence before that. So yeah, I, you're right. That was a fourth down, but there was something about that, that drive. I wanted to make it like something told me to make a note of that to talk about, but obviously I can't recall it right now. Bengals advance, uh, Raiders, Again, a successful season, all things considered. Lost the coach. Definitely all things considered. Lost lost a lot of stuff, actually. Um, And yet they were in in the hunt for a playoff victory. So, uh, again, not if you're a Raiders fan, if you're on the team, you clearly can't hang your hat uh, or hang your head down uh, too low on, on this particular season. Buffalo versus the Patriots, it was the rubber match. And I had this little spiel about rubber matches not generally being the most entertaining uh, games. Uh, In in boxing, a lot of times we see that uh, the winner of the second fight typically wins the third fight because the second fight you've made the adjustments from the first fight mm. and and then when you go into the third match just usually you've seen everything at that point and so um it's kind of like a, a shock value a lot of times the guy who wins the second match in the rubber match usually wins the third um you could say that's kind of what happened to the to the patriots this is the first time I've seen in a while. I, I don't know if I just never paid attention to it, um, but I've never seen such an unathletic NFL team as I saw uh, <laughs> with the Patriots. Like, they just looked slow in, in every facet of the game. They just looked slow. Uh, Buffalo was flying to the ball. And I, and I don't think the Patriots were, were uh, coming out lethargic like I'll talk about later with the Cardinals. Um, I think that they literally um, – just were not athletic enough to compete with Buffalo and they just got they just got overwhelmed. Um Josh Allen did what he wanted to do when he wanted to do it. And and that's very uncharacteristic of anybody playing uh Bill Belichick in the last 21, 22 years. Yeah, I mean I I know I saw the stat where it was the first time ever that a Belichick defense, or at least a pa- I know it was Patriots Belichick defense. Maybe it was including the Browns as well. Had given up four straight touchdowns, and they scored seven straight touchdowns. This is the only game in NFL history where a team never punted and never turned the ball over. And I mean, you're right. I think you know, especially when you look at those linebackers. There's just not a lot of speed there for the Patriots, but. I mean, even the guys in the secondary who are really good, like J.C. Jackson is a deserved pro bowler. He gave up 98 yards on six targets. Like, I, the, every aspect of this game, 
the Bills were better. They they have a better roster. They were better coached in this game. Like I mean, I think that's a good point about the adjustments. Obviously, that first game was also. I think looking back, we can all feel pretty confident that if that game is not played in a blizzard, the Bills win that game too. I mean, they're just a better team than these Patriots. Now, the Patriots, I think, you know, they shouldn't feel bad about this season. You know, Mac Jones looked pretty good. They got back into the playoffs. But, you know, unless they were going to play in a blizzard, they're facing the Bills, or if they'd had to face Kansas City, it wasn't going to end well. The only, the shocking thing is just, how lopsided this was, which I think speaks more, even more to the Bills ceiling than it does Patriots shortcomings in a lot of ways. Um, the Bills beat bad teams, and there you go. Uh, every bad team they face, they've blown out. Patriots are a bad team. I don't know why your words are so kind to Mac Jones. He's good. He's he's good compared. <laughs> he's good to for his peers. rookie. I mean, yeah, he's all good. The other guys, he's good compared to his peers. Uh, he's, yeah, uh, I'm, not, I'm not saying like you're feeling great with Mac Jones in the playoffs, which obviously, I mean, I, I don't know that anyone could have kept up with the way the Bills were playing in this game, but it, you know, very quickly early on, you knew Mac Jones was not going to be able to lead them out of this, even if the Bills had slowed down. And well, but, apparently, he was supposed to be supposed to possess this this talent. I didn't see any of it actually uh, when they needed him to to lead to be the guy. Uh, it seemed like he just wasn't ready for the moment. And that's not talking about this game. It's talk to me is all season. Like, I don't know if you followed the threads in the group, but I've been very critical of the fact that the Patriots just didn't score enough. Like they there was clearly stalls in the offense and that when the day came that the defense couldn't uh, hold somebody um, and, and give the uh, the offense that short field advantage they typically had against poor teams that they would struggle and everybody was like you're a hater (laughs) you know how fans are and then lo and behold the perfect storm comes and comes buffalo with clearly the way more dynamic um athletic team and this defense can't hold them at all and the Patriots can't move the ball and do anything. Um, I think they benefited a lot from um, some some good situations at, at times during the year. And and to get beat by 30 against a divisional opponent um, that, you know, you were all you almost took the division from them. And then you get to the playoffs and the lights are really bright and they come out, and they beat you by 30, I think just shows that. I don't want to call them frauds, that they were just a little overrated. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's fair. I mean, I, I definitely think you're right about, you know, th- this was a team that needed to to stay in games. You know, the defense had to hold people down and so that they could stay to a really balanced offense. Because, I mean, even beyond Mac Jones and the, his limitations, whether it's just limitations as a rookie or long term, we'll see. But even beyond, I mean, this isn't the greatest, most exciting group of receivers. It's better than it was last year. But, I mean, still, Kendrick Bourne, Myers, Aguilar, these are not guys where, especially if you have a talented secondary, which the Bills still do even without Tredavious White. That's just, it doesn't scare you. Like, you're going to be able to keep those guys contained. And so, yeah, the Patriots, if they were going to, if they're winning games, it tended to be they could pound the run. Jones would take advantage when teams would creep up in the box. You know, that that's how this team won. And it worked 
a lot of the season. But yeah, when you're facing a team, I mean, we saw what the Colts did to them, who are a team when they're playing right, are really talented. And then, yeah, the Bills were just better, plain and simple. Yeah, I um, I got to give a shout out to my boy Singletary. They finally gave him the ball and he got busy, um, which I've been asking for all year. Uh, going forward, Buffalo, um, what do you expect? For, or actually, I guess we'll say that. Let's say that because I know you like Josh Allen. I just want to hear you heap praise on him for <laughs> his just utter dominance of Bill. If he if he made Bill retire after that game, it would have been the icing on the cake for me. And I would have started all the all the Tom Brady saw the writing on the wall. He knew Josh Allen was coming. That's why he ran to Tampa. That's right. Uh, <laughs> if the Bills, if the Bills somehow miraculously uh, win a Super Bowl, prepare yourself for that type of spam uh, coming into the group full force. <laughs> uh, Tom Brady, uh, Patriots, or sorry, Buccaneers, just a habit. Buccaneers hosted the uh, Eagles, um, a game that was just absolutely painful to watch. <laughs> it's just so painful. Uh, honestly, this game should have been 31 to nothing. I, I still don't know how the Eagles scored. Um, maybe the Buccaneers just was like, whatever, we'll just we'll just chill. They, the Eagles, out of all the games, out of all the games this this. Um, this past weekend, the Eagles is the the one team that I thought um, deserved to be in the playoffs to an extent, but looked like they just absolutely did not belong. I mean, I th- you know I think this is another team where it's like good season, good job, especially when you have three first round picks coming up. But I mean, you know, they got in with four before they lost to Dallas in week 18. It was four straight wins over the Jets, Giants, and Washington twice. Like, this is very much also a team where, you know, they beat the teams that they were supposed to, but when they played good teams, it didn't tend to go well. And I mean, Todd Bowles clearly, I mean, I just talked about how the Bills didn't feel threatened by the Patriots. Todd Bowles clearly had no fear at all of Jalen Hurts or this Eagles offense. He blitzed Hurts 40% of the time, 9 of 18, 96 yards, two picks on blitzes. So, but, you know, they decided that we're not going to let them run on us. We're just going to come with pressure constantly. And, you know, not too surprisingly, Philly couldn't handle that. Can I just say that um, it's, it's really painful watching people complain about things that are clearly in scouting reports. Um, and I'm not saying this to be like arrogant, that like you could literally Google Jalen Hurts pros and cons and everything <laughs> that's listed as a con shows up in every fucking game where he's not having a good game. And he hasn't had a lot of good games this year. And yet people act so shocked every time. It's like, man, he's just not it. Like if you're, we're in the wild card playoffs and you're finally admitting to yourself out loud that Jalen Hurts isn't really an effective NFL quarterback. Something's wrong. Like that's written out in his pros and cons, in his evaluation. Uh, like you and watching him in, in college, <laughs> like there's certain things that you need to be an effective NFL quarterback on top of a good system and, and players around you. You need, like the ability to be able to make throws like 
when I say make throws, things that, that are going outside the numbers, throwing on time, something he still can't do at this level, like those are important attributes for NFL or starting NFL quarterback. And if you don't possess one or the other, you're not going to be that successful. If you don't possess either one, you're going to get somebody killed or yourself killed. And um, Hertz goes back and forth between not possessing one or the other. And then this past uh, weekend, it looked like he didn't have any of them or, or either attribute. And, and it, it's amazing to me that nobody really got hurt. I guess because Rager drops everything. Um, yeah, it, it does not the, help that they blew yeah. the Rager pick. Yeah, oh, Rager's. Oh man, that is awful. And he thank God like they it. did. If Justin Jefferson was in the division, that would just make my life all the worse. They still, he still wouldn't have a quarterback. So it, probably, I mean, you you could get by with Hurts probably though if you had Justin Jefferson and Devonta Smith on the outside. Like you you could almost it, it's impossible not to find a way. You have that much talent out there. That man looked like Prime McNabb on some of them throws, right to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I mean, man. I don't really know. See, it, it really is the the perfect contrast is just him and Brady, because Bowles is just like I'm gonna blitz him because he's not gonna make the quick decision. I've got this. Brady on average two point two seconds to throw. Ball's just out of his hands before that Eagles front front four has any chance to get him. Like even even the only time they really got after him was when Worfs got hurt, and for whatever reason, Tampa Bay was like, "Sure, let's keep him in this game that we're clearly going to win," and he just got pushed over by Kerrigan. But otherwise, yeah, they had no chance to get to Brady. They couldn't score points. It it was clear very early on. The the this was not going to be a game. Um. Oh yeah. Since you mentioned the defense, the. On behalf of somebody that really loved Jim Johnson, can we get a coordinator, like a real defensive coordinator in Philly? Can Philly get their identity back? Jonathan Gannon's who's interviewing him for head coach? Someone is. It's probably the the Jags, but it's it's a shame. Like Brian Dawkins and and the Reggie Whites and and just thinking about like uh, the Eagles defense, what it stood for for me growing up like they were they were forced regardless of whether they were going to win a game or not they always brought it no, i mean I, even a, a couple years ago obviously it was a different strategy with yeah. schwartz versus jim johnson but yeah a lot of those eagles defenses under schwartz were very good yeah i missed the kitchen sink man just, just fucking send them you ain't gonna win no way <laughs> like put <laughs> fear in somebody like what's the point of sitting back and getting picked apart by tom brady like i all the more so, I mean, Mike Evans had a good game, so they were obviously struggling with him. But when they're down, obviously Antonio Brown's not coming back and Godwin's out for the season. Like, this is this is your best opportunity you're going to have to just, throw, like you said, throw the kitchen sink at Brady and just see what happens. Yeah. Maybe you get lucky. Because, yeah, if you sit back, it's over. Brady, you know, Brady's the best at it. So and entirely yeah. too much respect given to to Tom Brady and and pretty much anybody right now because it's the fucking playoffs. Like 
none of that shit you did during the regular season matters. That's why they keep separate stats um, for playoffs. So you can throw all that shit out the window. You got plenty of film to watch. And, and, and damn it, if you know they're good, what's the point of sitting back and waiting? So uh, very disappointed in, in what I thought was the Eagles' approach to the game. Didn't seem like they were trying to win more so they were trying not to to get embarrassed, if you get what I'm saying. So, Which they um, did anyway. I mean, it was 31-0 yeah. to zero, yeah, so, so. before the fourth quarter. If you damned if you do and damned if you don't, just do it. Go go down fighting. Like even yeah. if it gets ugly, go down fighting every time. When, don't. <laughs> the last thing you ever want to do is to start doing QB sneaks on second down from <laughs> second and nine. But oh man, speaking of QB sneaks, Cowboys, <laughs> Niners, yeah. Oh man, no. Um. You know, as a Niners fan, these games are always stressful. Um, oh, sure. No matter what, and I, I don't give. A, you know, I, I think I said it last week, and I'll say it again. No leads ever safe with Jimmy. We were at twenty three to seven, and I just knew this fucker was gonna mess it up, man. And sure enough, he did. He, he, he literally tried, gave them, literally gave them the momentum back. Um, I. I rarely make a big deal about something like this, uh, but I, I got to say I'm absolutely beside myself as, as a fan. If Kyle Shanahan kicks a fucking field, field goal again on fourth and one inside the red zone, I'm going to fly to the next game or show up at the practice facility and literally choke him out. I cannot stand <laughs> that shit. That is the... That is the most pussyfied shit I've ever seen in my life. And this is this is be, like you've got Debo Samuels who's getting like 6 yards a carry. You got Elijah Mitchell who was still doing great. You you are mauling, mauling this team. And you settle for that field goal and it literally gave them life. Like the playoffs are such a delicate balance of of when you have momentum, you you have to keep it going. You have to be aggressive. Um, I, I think back to uh, to the Texans Chiefs game where the Texans literally had all the fucking momentum. It was like they were twenty four zero. They were rolling them, rolling them, and you know what changed that fucking game? And people still don't want to admit it. The fucking punt. That one inexplicable, like why punt the ball when you you got these dudes back against the wall? You set, you literally settled for a punt, punt the ball away, and you never got it back after that. The Chiefs was like, oh shit, we got to stop. It gave them life. They were at home. Boom, everything changed. You're on the road. You're winning by double digits. You're one yard in your red zone. The team hasn't they haven't moved the ball. So you're not losing anything if you get stopped. Like I know people think like, oh, that's a momentum boost because you got stopped, so you gotta get points. Fuck no. That game's over if you get a yard. The Cowboys probably quit after that because you're now official like you're blowing them out. It's 27 to seven. You never end up in this stupid ass scenario that you had at the end of the game if you're more aggressive in the beginning of the game. You can put people away. And and I just I feel like this has been a re- reoccurring thing in playoff football lately. So people don't want to put people away. Shout out to the Bills. Put the fucking <laughs> Patriots away. That's yeah. how you put somebody away. And then you look at the next two games after us, the Chiefs, the Rams. Put people away. 
and and you can cruise. But when you don't put people away, Cincinnati and San Francisco, you end up in these dumbass scenarios at the end of the game, and we play the what if game. And I can tell you, fourth and one in the red zone, you you're getting fucking four or five yards of carry. It's 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 obvious what you should do. I mean, I I also hated the one where it was just under three minutes left, fourth and one, like right at midfield. And he takes a delay of game, and then they had like a false start on the next punt, and it ended up being fourth and 11. But two plays after they punt, Dallas is on the San Francisco side of the field. Mm-hmm. Now, they ended up being able to stop him. They turned it over on downs. But just go for it there. There's three minutes left. Yeah. If you could mix Brandon Staley's fourth down decision-making with Kyle Shannon. Kyle Shanahan's play calling, you'd have the perfect coach. That guy would be unstoppable. But instead, Shanahan always is trying to, like, honestly, we talk about Jimmy trying to, like, keep the other team in the game. Shanahan does it, too. He he did it during the first Super Bowl run. It worked up until the Super Bowl. He he did it in this game. And, I mean, the, the plus side is the guy on the other sideline was making sure that whatever dumb decision Kyle Shanahan could make, he could do 10 times worse. I mean, Mike yeah. McCarthy in this one, I, I know everyone's talking about the draw at the end, which, yes, that was terrible. I, I'm certainly not going to defend it. But let's not forget that they faked a punt, convert it, leave the punt team out there to try to somehow trick San Francisco into taking a timeout. San Francisco is like, sure, run a play with your punt team. They didn't get the offense out till they're 15 seconds. They took a delay a game. If they just run the offense out there immediately, first of all, they don't take a delay a game. They're not facing first and 15. But if they run the play before the clock runs out, guess what happens at the very end of the game? You have a couple more seconds. Like, it's just incredibly stupid stuff that makes no sense. But, I mean, that's what Mike McCarthy does. It's what he's always done. So... I mean, thank you, Mike McCarthy. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, um, I'm trying to find. I said, I said, pussy or something like that. Later, I'm pretty sure that's going to come up. I'm glad that that we're not going to get. We don't. We don't have to actually worry about getting censored. But I will apologize to any of our uh, listeners with sensitive ears. I get animated sometimes. Um, yeah, McCarthy's an idiot. Uh, like there's no excuse, absolutely no excuse for faking that punt and then getting the delay a game. Um, I can't even focus on how stupid the Niners are for falling for that. Uh, right? No, I I was literally, <laughs> I was I had it open on one tab on my computer and I was doing some other stuff and I saw it was a punt and I clicked another tab and then I was immediately like, wait. There's like 14 minutes left. They're down two scores. They're probably going to fake this. And so I clicked back to make sure I saw the play. And the guy's wide open. Like, San Francisco, how are you not prepared for this? Yeah, they were just just being lazy, like just chilling. I'm like, we're still in the game, bro. Like, what are you doing? Again, little things like that is why the ending was was the clusterfuck that it was. But um, there was... was, um, the inexplicable delay game, and then 
the explanation that with 14 seconds left, <laughs> you you practice. You you know you've run scenarios where you've executed that play that Dak was trying to execute. That is a fucking lie. There is no way. There is absolutely no way that they've ever had mock officiating of any kind in a practice facility or run any scenario where they've run something like that with 14 seconds left and we're still able to clock it and get a playoff to get into the end zone. Like to, to do that when you, you need to kick a field goal, sure. But to, to do that and have to line up and then clock it or run a play to get into the end zone, no way. Absolutely it's, no way. It's, it's uh, not impossible. But it's it, virtually it, impossible. It depends on everything going right. I mean, Dak probably runs two or three yards too far on that play. And then for God knows what reason, he just decides the center can spot the ball. And then the line's all lined up so the ref can't get through to spot it. If they so, do everything right, sure, they probably have a second or two. It works out. I don't even know. But why, why do that? Like, if you just run a pass play over the middle, San Francisco is probably going to let you complete it. They're not going to go hardcore covering the middle of the field. Let's you say can, he, you can uh, get 10 yards there in less time because your wide receiver is just running yeah. down and you're going to be more organized as a team because Dak's going to be the one leading everyone down there. Beyond yeah. that, what if a corner just falls over or something? You could score a touchdown if a play happens weird. There's zero chance you're going to score a touchdown on Dak running that ball. So the, yeah. you remove all upside and you increase your downside. It's just bad all around. So here's my issue, though. Let's say he slides two, two yards early. And let's yeah. say you get five seconds off, off those two yards. The, the refs, one, the spots was wrong. It was probably yeah, supposed to be a couple steps back. Which, which, you know, that's neither here nor there. But in order for the ref to set the ball, touch it, and leave, he's, that's going to take probably about three seconds uh, right there. So you're still left with two seconds to clock it. I just saw C.D. Lamb not fucking line up on a regular play in time. I can't trust this dude to line up when the game's on the line. Like, he, he literally – he was, like, nonchalant about getting – in position, and they got, I think, an illegal formation on a positive play, and uh, or a legal shift or something like that on a positive play, and that's the kind of thing that, in the back of my mind, as a coach, I'm gonna be remembering. Like, I can't get these dudes to line up in real time when the game's not high pressured, and we're down here trying to scramble to get in line. It's just too much going on. Um, yeah, it's bad. And and like I said on the You Got a Minute fan podcast, in order to execute something like that, in all honesty, you have to let the fucking refs know. Like, because he's got to run with you, literally run with you uh, to, to grab the ball, set it and run back. And I doubt anybody communicated that uh, with the refs or the officials. I think everybody was confused except for Dak Prescott. I mean, <laughs> the other thing, too, on that play is it honestly you know, outside of the very end worked about as well as you could have asked. Cause like, <laughs> what if one of the San Francisco guys just slips a block there? Like yeah. then you ran a QB draw and you gain like two yards or something. Like there's just so many things that could go wrong and enough of them did that the game was over. It's just, yeah, I, it's another sign of who Mike McCarthy is. And I mean, I, I don't think anyone should ever 
overreact to one game, but this His felt like one of those career. games where you just watch <laughs> this entire game and you go, you know, Kellen Moore is not quite there yet. Yeah. This is not the guy I want to be my head coach. Like one or two years down the line. Hey, maybe he's there. But I mean, you got that play call. Dak looked out of sorts all game. Obviously, that's not just on Kellen Moore. It's on Dak. It's on the whole team. But, you know, they got one reception for C.D. Lamb. I think that's inexcusable. Get the ball in that guy's hands. Throw a wide receiver screen. Do whatever you need to. And really, Dallas didn't do anything on offense until Fred Warner and Bosa went down. Until and even Jimmy, then, they needed Jimmy G's help. Like throw a fucking interception. He sucks. <laughs> I, I don't care what anybody says. Jimmy Garoppolo can win a fucking Super Bowl, and I will tell you. I will tell him. He sucks. I mean, he Trent sucks. Dilfer won a Super Bowl. He definitely sucked. So yeah, and, not, and I think Jimmy's better than Trent. But oh, he's, dude, he's definitely better. He's than a Trent. walking turnover. He's a walking turnover and they always post these irrelevant fucking stats during the regular season and then they had the audacity to show like I guess uh, Shanahan's winning percentage with uh, Jimmy G at quarterback is like that's really good yeah you know it's really good you know when it's not really good in the fucking playoffs okay (laughs) thank you I think it's still pretty good in the playoffs no no, I'm never forgiving that Super Bowl (laughs) I'm never forgiving that Super Bowl and that's on both of them Jimmy missed the throw and then before that if we had a bit more aggressive before halftime who knows it might have changed the complexity of the game but that's you know it's neither here nor there at the end of the day the the quarterback and the head coach fucked it up and then we end up in the playoffs again miraculously somehow because we really shouldn't have been there um and they almost fucked it up again but that being said uh when we get to the packers game i will make my pick and it'll surprise some of you but all i gotta say uh i'm intrigued yeah to to it's not that surprising (laughs) all i gotta (laughs) say uh in conclusion for this particular game is that the cowboys are a very talented fucking team it is it no makes no sense that this team, if if Dak, Zeke, or the ghost of Zeke and and Dak Prescott, are, too, like the, yeah. they have running backs regardless if, of which one it is. If this team does not make a Super Bowl in the next three to four years, it will be the biggest waste of talent since the '90s Bills. I mean, at and, least those teams made those Super Bowls. Yeah, and, and that's what I'm saying. It would be the biggest waste of talent since then. When you look at the tenure of having two young studs, the best running back in the rookie class, and somebody that was arguably one of the best quarterbacks in that rookie class outcome-wise, I think their first season they won what? 14 games? 13-3, and three, got the yeah. one seed, lost to the Packers in yeah. the divisional round. But but that's where you started, and you would expect. Right. And, they, and here's the thing too: it's not just that they had a rookie quarterback, like a guy in a rookie contract. They had what was he a third or fourth rounder rookie contract? He yeah. was making like under a million dollars a year. Yeah, but their I mean their cap situation back then was so messed up that they wasted that. And, one of the know, now they the, actually they have the, they fixed most of the roster, but you know I, Mike McCarthy is gonna yeah. he finds a way. One of the best set of offensive linemen in a long time. Oh, Martin uh, Smithard. Yeah, and then you and then you you get through that shit. You're 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 kind of uh, you you make some mistakes here and there. Most people do uh, with with like Jalen Smith and stuff like that. But you turn around and you get Diggs, you get Parsons, and you still have this this 
under 30 core on your offensive side of the ball and your best playmakers on the defensive side of the ball are under 30. I, I got to see something, man. It's it's a window. Windows close pretty quickly in the NFL, but but they've had the number one offense in the league uh, rating-wise uh, two of the last three years, things like that, all these positives. There has to be some substance and a deep playoff run and a Super Bowl appearance at some point with this tenure. It has to happen. Uh, but, yeah, the— Disappointing. I was I was a fan of Dallas uh, throughout the season. I had them high in my power rankings for the longest yeah. time. Um, I got mocked by Dallas fans for it, and still kept the faith. And um, you know, it just they just fucked it up Sunday. Right, the, the other thing we didn't we didn't talk about that you know just shows why why this team is wasting this talent is all the penalties. I know you know the yeah. fans can throw trash at the refs and whatever. It's the most penalized team in the NFL over 17 games. This was not a one-off thing. They had 14 penalties in this game. They had, what, like two defensive holding calls in the fourth quarter? Like, what are you doing? Just play with halfway decent discipline. I mean, yeah, they might have won this game, and they probably would have won some others in the regular season. They might not have even had to play in this round. You know, I, it's hard to look at what Mike, like, what does Mike McCarthy do? Dan Quinn turned the defense around. Moore runs the offense. McCarthy, your whole job is just to make sure the team's on the same page, not to screw up end game situations. And that's what happens. And we'll see what happens. You know, this defense has enough talent. I don't think they're going to like fall off the face of the earth. But Dan Quinn gets a head coaching job. Whoever they hire, that's going to be really important to make sure this team stays up at the top of the NFC. I can't believe people are so eager to jump back into the Dan Quinn is his coach. We'll get to that in the all-season show. Chiefs, uh, Steelers, finally somebody put Big Ben out of his misery. Uh, 42-21. They shouldn't have been here, but here we are. Yep. I mean, I I don't know what else to say other than, well, this is what we expected. And the, you know, Chiefs get out this game with a significant amount of momentum and nobody got like seriously hurt. So win for them. Good riddance to Big Ben and everything he stands for. And um, I can't wait to see the Steelers uh, continue their downward spiral. (laughs) I mean, the, the only thing that was weird about this game was that it, with what, 10 and a half minutes to go in the second quarter, it was 7 0 Pittsburgh. And then the universe just righted itself. I mean, yeah, this this game played out, you know, like I, I said last week, any, any line under 17, you should hammer in this game. So, no, no surprise here that this was a giant blowout. I mean, Kansas City to open the second half, what was it like? three touchdowns in 10 minutes like you know they they look they look back i know we've been saying that for a couple weeks now the offense officially looks back again although you know this pittsburgh team even the defense wasn't that great outside of Watt, and you know their front seven's pretty good but you could take you could take advantage of that back end and yeah pittsburgh they should not have been here Chargers, Colts, you guys blew it. <laughs> One of you should have been in the spot instead so we could have watched a real football game. But, yeah, I'm glad to see Big Ben gone. 
uh, you know, Godspeed if they're going to go with Mason Rudolph next year. I assume they're probably going to be the team that's heavily going after Pickett. But uh, yeah, Kansas City, 42 points. And it, it sets up, I mean, th- this feels like the AFC championship this round, doesn't it? With Buffalo and Kansas City. Yes and no, um, just because I'm, I'm I'm high on these on these like uh, <laughs> I'm high on these Bengals, man. Like sometimes not knowing like that you're supposed to not be here or you're not supposed to be that good is is great, and I like their confidence and and um, you know they let Joe talk and everybody else just plays and, and backs them up. It, it looks it honestly looks like a good thing and and. I would say that if they get past the Titans, that you you cannot count them out, no matter who it is, if it's the Bills or the Chiefs. So I can't say that this is uh, the true in our AFC championship because I feel like the Bengals have have a right to to represent one of the sides. I mean, it's definitely possible, but I mean, even even uh, let's say Tennessee wins, so they've they've they'd have home field. Where Bengals are going to be on the road either way if they win. Yeah, I'm, I'm, fav- I'm favoring Kansas City or Buffalo with, without question, regardless of if they have to go on the road. Listen, if Tennessee wins and they have to play the Chiefs, we know how this goes. We know how this is going to go. <laughs> I, I know Tennessee, actually, they did beat both. I mean, they what they beat both those teams. Yeah, they did. In the but regular season. Come, but... come the playoffs, come the playoffs, that, that Derrick Henry shit always catches up to them. Yeah, I'm not not too confident it plays out the same way here. Yeah, well, we'll see. I, and Harry is practicing. Um, he had full contact, so uh, quick uh, update on that. He most likely will play. I guess I now that I'm, I'm thinking about it, Kansas City has lost to all three teams that are left, right? Yeah. Motivation for a team like that to to come out and play and not- <laughs> as as if they need it. Yeah, but I mean, they sometimes you do, man. When you're like the Warriors went through that, and and every other t- uh, dynasty or or budding dynasty or good team goes through that lull. No, where, no, I, I'm with you. You got to find yeah. your ways to get that little extra motivation. I'm just saying, if if you're anybody else, that's how you're feeling about it. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Uh, too much time spent on on the next game or on this game <laughs> Rams Cardinals Oof. all right so take everything I've said criticizing the Bengals and the Niners and the Patriots and the Eagles and the Steelers and then throw it all into the Cardinals they don't belong here they suck Cliff sucks the quarterback sucks the end Collar Collar had an awful game awful game to the point where Booger was making jokes and they were actually funny. What in the Carson Wentz was that? That hurt me on a, on a personal level. It, it honestly felt like watching the Giants offense of the last month. I mean, they had, I mean, they what their first, I think it was five drives. They had negative yardage and the drives had resulted in seven Ram points. Like that's how bad this was. That that interception, yeah, that was the worst of Carson Wentz that we saw earlier this year. This was this was just profoundly disappointing by this team. I, I know that they'd faded down the stretch outside of the win against Dallas. 
I think actually historically, I think every team that Cliff Kingsbury has ever coached has been worse in the second half than the first half of the season, which is a little bit problematic. But you come out against you again. We we mentioned earlier the Patriots got smoked by a division rival, but they got smoked because Buffalo was operating on a level that like we've rarely ever seen before. The Rams weren't playing the greatest game of all time. It's a, the the Cardinals were just that bad. This was awful. And I know Hopkins is out, and that hurts them, but there's no excuse to have a quarterback who's supposed to be a top-10 QB and to look this bad in a playoff game. I have no explanation for what we witnessed uh, from the Cardinals. Um, it's... Like it was, it was a rubber match. The team that you played on a consistent basis, like there should be some familiarity, some comfort. Um, I mean, they just looked like they were just overwhelmed. Um, they were very. They looked lethargic. like they didn't want to be there for a while. Yeah, and they even were very before, lethargic. even before it was zero and it's like you could kind of understand it. Like they were already feeling that way as soon as it was like seven to zero. Yeah. Um, and that's that's like crazy to me. Uh, given like the hype that was like what week seven, eight is you know, everybody right. was hyping last them up. undefeated team, last one yeah. loss team, like they were running out front mm-hmm. for at least half the season. Um, hot seat for Cliff, if you ask me. Um, if they don't fire him, at, you know, during the offseason, uh, if he struggles at any point early next year, you would, he definitely will be fired, I think. Yeah, I, I, I can't imagine you fire him. You know, you didn't fire him when he didn't make the playoffs. You're not going to fire him now that he did, I would imagine. But, yeah, I think it's, it's definitely thin ice for him. On the plus side, Cam Akers, I mean, we... <laughs> Well, it was a torn Achilles, right? He was not expected to come back at all this season. Yeah. He, 55 yards and 17 carries. It's not fantastic, but I mean, he got 17 carries and he had a 40 yard reception courtesy of a throw from Odell Beckham Jr. So awesome for Cam Akers. Uh, As a Giants fan, I still like Odell. Glad to see he finally won a playoff game, even if the Giants are probably going to still be waiting for another uh, three or four years here. My man Odell doing his thing got drug tested because he played so well. <laughs> <laughs> really, people are so ridiculous. It it was. I mean, it was a good game, but it wasn't like he went for like 150 yards or anything like that. I think he got drug tested because of the pass. They were like, "Dang, you sure you're not better than Stafford?" <laughs> Stafford actually had a really good game. 13 for 17. Very Match. clean. Yeah, kept it simple. I mean, you know, you know, it's bad if. The opposing quarterback only has to throw 17 passes, but it's even worse when he's averaging 12 yards an attempt on those 17 passes. So, yeah, I I mean, this was exactly what you want if you're the Rams. I mean, you didn't have to sweat this thing out at all. Hopefully Stafford's feeling more confident. And, yeah, that's going to be a really interesting game is the Rams versus the Bucks. Divisional round. Here we go. Divisional round. The gloves are off. Uh, no excuses here. Uh, you got your remaining eight teams, supposedly the best of the eight. Arguably, all eight teams deserve to be in this position at this point. Uh, Bengals, Titans, what do you expect on that first game at 430? 
I, you know, it's going to be interesting. Just uh, Derrick Henry obviously hasn't played in over two months, like three months now. But you know, I I don't expect anything less than normal Derrick Henry. Honestly, I think he's going to be ready to go. He's a beast of a human being. But I don't know. I'm leaning. I'm leaning Bengals. I just think Joe Burrow versus Ryan Tannehill is a huge advantage. I think Tennessee's just going to struggle to contain this passing game right now. I know I saw a thing. It was like uh, in neutral pa- neutral situations where you know the the game flow and you're down in distance isn't pushing you to run more, or pass more. The Bengals have been leaning towards the pass more in neutral situations over the last four weeks than any other week prior. Like they've realized now, like Burrow is ready to go. And I think that's going to be enough. I, I'm not a big believer in this Tennessee team. I never have been. Uh, kudos to them. Incredible with all those injuries that they still got the one seed. But, you know, I mentioned, I think it was last week, maybe it was two weeks ago. Per Football Outsiders, so dating back all the way to 1983, the wor- not only the worst one seed of all time, the worst top two seed of all time, based on their ratings, is Tennessee. So, yeah, I'm, I'm riding with Burrow. I think they get it done. I think it's going to be close. I don't think like Cincinnati ends up like rolling Tennessee, but I like him. What What are you feeling in this one? I feel like I'm going with the better quarterback, and that is Joe Monburrow. All right. I like yeah. it. I wish he would come to San Francisco. All all good Joe. <laughs> I wish he'd come to New York. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I mean I like I like the I like that Rabel typically brings it uh like his best coaching has been done in the playoffs. And when they yeah, lost, they it's usually been against a superior team and a superior quarterback. And I think Joe Burrow is the superior quarterback in this matchup. So that's why I like the Bengals here. Um I will say that um Vrabel can take advantage of of a weak, um, a weak offensive line that the Bengals have, and also um, take advantage of probably a, a softer defense up the gut because I think they had a, a couple of interior D lineman injuries as well, so that could be an issue. Uh, but at the end of the day, the cream rises to the top, so I like Joe here. Uh, Niners. Packers, uh, we usually do well against the Packers, and and I still think the Packers are kind of soft. I don't know how, and I don't know why, but I, I'm, I'm feeling like Jimmy G's going to actually have a good game, and I'm going to say he sucks, but yet here we are winning against the Packers in, in, in an upset. Um, and the only reason why I say that, too, is because we still have the style of play that, that frustrates Green Bay on both sides of the ball. Like, we've got the ability to only rush for and, and get after um, Aaron Rodgers. We've got the athletes to, to run them down um, just with four. We don't necessarily have to send extra linebackers. And then our running game uh, always exploits their uh, lack of linebacking. And so I think that sets up well for us. Oh, what's the word on Bosa right now? Do you know? Is he like he, full? He's going to be ready to go? Yeah, he's practicing. Because I know I, I saw a stat earlier. You know, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. I think this will be this will be give or take a spot. This will be correct, which is a uh, overall San Francisco's defense uh, DVOA 16th against the pass. But then it's like 
without pressure, it's like in the 20s or something. And then on deep passes without pressure, they're the worst defense in the league. So it all comes down. If they can pressure Aaron Rodgers, they can do enough to slow this team down. And like you said, the San Francisco offense is built to take advantage of the Green Bay defense. Mm-hmm. That, that was obviously true two years ago. And while I don't think San Francisco could get away with like throwing eight passes and winning the game easily, I I'd be surprised if they don't have success again. But I don't know. It's a, it's a it's a little too much for me. I think I think I picked Green Bay to win it all at the beginning of the year. I don't know that I'm going to stick with that all the way here. But I I'm going to trust again. I'm going to take the better quarterback, Aaron Rodgers versus Jimmy G. They've got the home field. And I just I don't think San Francisco is going to be able to stop Rodgers to Adams. I think that's where that's the difference maker to me. I did just say that I'm going to go with the better quarterback, and then I just took Jimmy versus Rodgers. <laughs> <Over and Rodgers. laughs> we usually have we have some good showings against against the Packers. I would that's not all. be shocked if San Francisco wins this game. Yeah, but so yeah, I'm sticking with Green Bay here. All right, uh, Buccaneers, Rams. Get these dudes off my TV. Let's go, Rams. I, I'm with you. I just think, you know, if if A.B. or Godwin were out there, maybe i go in a different direction here. But I just think when you have Jalen Ramsey on the other side, I think you're going to be able to limit Mike Evans. And then can you just destroy this Rams defense with your run game and Gronk? I, I don't think it's enough. Uh, obviously, Stafford is the wild card here. As we've seen, if Stafford is on, then I definitely like the Rams. If he's, if he's off, who knows? But, you know, I've, I've been a believer in this Rams team for most of this season, and I'm going to stick with them here. I think this is much, as much as I've just been saying, go with a better QB as well, and now I'm taking Stafford over Tom Brady. But... I just think this this Bucks team's a little banged up. Like I said, they're down two starting wide receivers. Werfs is hurt on the right side. We don't. He'll. I'm sure he'll play. I don't know exactly how effective he's going to be. So yeah, if you've got Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey on one side, I think you can slow down this offense now. Aaron Donald should eat. Put Sassy on Mike Evans and just pray that Grump doesn't go off. And you got it. There's your recipe right there. Chiefs, Bills, you know where I'm at. Josh Allen all day, every day. Not going to say this is our year, but this is our year. Um, the, the Josh Allen fan club will reach an all-time high, and I can start my slander of Tom Brady after the Bills <laughs> win the Super Bowl. <laughs> now, I'm not. I'm honestly not predicting they'll win the Super Bowl, but this is a great – this is going to be – I'm hoping this is the game of the week. I think it's a perfect game uh, where you've got – one of the best pass defenses going up against one of the best uh, passing offenses. And then again, a team like Buffalo, who's just riding high, they're not afraid of the chiefs and uh, they, they believe that they belong here. And this is their opportunity. This is a coming out party. If they get over this hump and they, and they beat the chiefs, it'll, it'll kind of shift the power in the AFC a little bit and make people believe that the bills are now officially legit if the Bills lose this game, is is going to be a little devastating uh, for the moral, um, like mentality of or or just 
for the locker room of the Bills going forward because it'll represent a team that they just can't seem to get over the hump. They just finally conquered the Patriots this year. Now they've got to get uh, over the Chiefs hump. I mean, I, I think I'm with you. I'm, I'm taking the Bills. I mean, <laughs> I also took the Bills last year in the AFC Championship. That did not go well. But, I mean, yeah, they already beat Kansas City, which, you know, that's not automatic, obviously. This Kansas City, like we said, Kansas City's lost to everyone left in the playoffs. And I think, well, they're probably the betting favorites, I assume. And I, I wouldn't argue too hard against it, but I just think, I think this Buffalo team's a little bit better. I think... They definitely have the better defense. And, I mean, like we said, we just saw the greatest playoff offensive performance of all time against a good defense. You know, say what we will about, you know, the Patriots looking slow. They didn't look slow against most teams in the NFL this year. Like, this Bills team is operating on all cylinders right now. I I think they take it. I think the interesting thing is both defenses, the way they like to scheme is the way you want to come at the opposing quarterback like if you can you want to try and get after Allen with some blitzes Steve Spagnola is great at scheming those up and if you're playing the Chiefs you want to be able to sit back rush for and just have two deep safeties all day and the Bills love to, to do that they have the best safety combo in the NFL They've got a deep group of defensive linemen, so they're just going to be rotating guys in to try and keep pressure on Mahomes without having to blitz. So, yeah, I think this is is obviously the game I think we're all hoping and assuming will be the game of the week. If this isn't, you know, a close game and a game with a decent amount of points, it's going to be pretty disappointing. But, yeah, I think the Bills will win this game. I think the Bills are going to the Super Bowl. This is – I think they're doing it this year, I believe. <laughs> oh, man. They, they, they've converted me. I'm all in. Just, just for that. Just for that. Um, it ain't gonna. It ain't gonna happen. If the Bills win the Super Bowl, I need your brother to come down and um, and record you jumping on a table in a Josh Allen jersey. I'll buy the Josh <laughs> Allen jersey, and uh, you just get a folding table that breaks, and I want you to put the jersey on and jump onto the to the table. That's all I'm asking. Oh man, uh, my buddies and I were we try to go to a game every year in, in a different city, and we're considering going to Buffalo next year. <laughs> so you are too it, big of a nerd to be in Buffalo at the Buffalo. Have you seen those fans? You would not fit in. You would stick out a lot. Did, did you see who was uh, who was shirtless at this last game in the stands? No, Ryan Fitzpatrick. <sighs> All right. Um, and with that, and with that, we will end the show. I did not see that. That, but it makes complete sense. He's he's such. A... I love Fitzpatrick, man. I, I really do. He had a great career for somebody that was not that good. Um, so, and that's awesome that he he comes back to Buffalo and he's still welcomed. Um, I'm gonna have to YouTube that as well. But we will be back next week. Um, obviously, the the less games that we get, the the shorter these shows will go. We uh, spend a lot of time recapping the freaking Cowboys game because it just didn't make any sense. But we will be back next week. Um, I am going to try to produce some content for the YouTube channel uh, to look at um, what went wrong in the Cowboys Niners game. I'll have that up probably Saturday morning. Uh, Joe, do you have anything you want to plug? 
Uh, n- not right now. I mean, just you okay. know, listen to all the pods. Like you said, you're back with you got a minute, fam. So I'm I'm excited to listen to you and RC dis- discuss that Cowboys ending. So he sounds he sounds really sad. So make sure you listen. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm gonna um post the link and stuff tomorrow. I was pretty busy at work, so I couldn't get it done today, but I'll I'll have that up tomorrow as well. So, on behalf of Joe the Brain Mats, IBS Eases, this has been the NFL Recap uh, Playoffs, and we will see you guys next week. <laughs>